0: And welcome back to another. Oh man, I had a good word earlier. Dang stupendous. Ooh, stupendous episode of the Podcast. <laughs> nice sweat. episode one seventy eight. Today is Thursday. We are recording this podcast at six twenty four p.m. October sixth, twenty twenty two. And uh, we've got the original crew in the house. What are we talking about today, Blake? (laughs) Oh, we're here to talk about a grab bag of issues. We've got uh, a little bit of Ukraine progression uh, and some assassinations. We've got updates on the Proud Boys on January 6th. We've got uh, some things to discuss about this hurricane uh, that just ripped through the East Coast. We got weed. We got, uh, oh man, we got all kinds of things to talk about tonight. But first... To introduce the crew in the Denver metro area. Mr. John Kelly
1: staring at him right now. How are you doing tonight, sir? So good. So good. So glad to be back. Sorry I missed the last one. Glad you guys got one in, even with my secret undercover missions going on. Mm-hmm. Um, happy spooky season, guys. Yeah, It's
2: October. It is officially yeah. that season. Spooky season I, slash PSL favorite. season. Let's go.
3: Literally one of the first questions I got at the team meeting at the beginning of the year was, are we going to have practice on Halloween? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's legit. Yeah. They got the priority straight. I'm like, that's a Monday. And uh, in my book, you had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday <laughs> to enjoy Halloween. And so maybe <laughs> we're going to have practice Monday night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can come in your costumes though. As long as your costumes involves skates and the stick. We'll make it fun. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Five days of Halloween might be enough for you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how how many of them do you think would show up wearing uh, those like Tyrannosaurus Rex outfits on skates? Oh my god! Yes, boy,
3: a lot. That's our energy. Or like a sumo. Like, <laughs> sumo sumo. Yeah, no. If if we like opened that up to some some creativity, I think we would have like injuries involved. Probably. By the end of it. Like we have a very chaotic energy. <laughs>
0: Chaotic energy, Anderson over there, also in the Denver metro area.
3: Hey How's it going? How's it going, John? I'm just so pumped. You know what? We have like... Oh, I, never mind. I was going to say mostly positive things, but there's like one really very much not positive thing. So uh it's going to be more positive than typical. Let's say that, which I'm happy about.
0: Mm, mm, okay. All right. Word. <laughs> and last but not least, our... West Coast correspondent, Mr. Tyler Grillo.
2: What's up? How are you tonight? I'm doing I'm doing all right. Uh I'm doing well. I'm just not tomorrow morning I got to take my cats to the vet for a teeth cleaning at like 7:30 in the morning, which I'm not looking forward to. Oh.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, but, and then they like get, you know, they're getting put under and they have to be there like all day. So it's like a it's like a whole thing. Um and mm. yeah. But speaking of cats, um as you may have heard uh on a previous podcast, me and uh oh. one other uh of our You're hosts here, uh John, Anderson. "Well, you know, had an argument about who who is John. So, you know. Good, now, I'm glad now, you brought this up. I'm glad we brought this up too. So now, now we could, you know, of course there are the psychological arguments, and I think there's some back and forth you can go here now. Did you like, do you know, you John,
3: you made some research in real time. You you, okay. you
2: you made some legitimate points, you know, but one could counter and say, like, well, dog people need to command others. That's fascist. Whereas cat people are okay, with, you know, with with some give and take. Also, cats don't work with the police. However,
3: However, wait, cats don't <laughs> work with the police. <laughs> cats don't work with anybody. Just a little side. Wait, also, wait, cats don't
2: wait, work with wait, the police.
3: Wait, wait. I can <laughs> <Please. test this laughs>
2: statement. Now, now, hold on. Now, but, but listen, we can go back and forth, and maybe that's a place for you to do some some of your own research. You know, do do oh, your research. Yeah, however, do your research. Bro. However, um, you know, as we are all about the facts on this podcast, I came with some facts. Some famous people and their feelings about various uh, different animals. Anecdotes. Okay, no, so, these are <laughs> facts. These are facts. Now let's start with the president. Now I, I want to be fair and balanced here, so we'll start with the pres- U.S. presidents. I think U.S. presidents are, are a little are a little mixed. We have a little mixed bag here, so let's go down the list. So presidents who had cats: JFK, Ford, Carter, Woodrow Wilson, whose cats' names were Mittens and Puffins. Okay. Calvin, Cal- Calvin Coolidge, whose cats' names were Tax Reduction and Budget Bureau. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, of course they were. Oh, my God. Of course they were. <laughs> amazing. Those are really, <laughs> really That's bad cats. Reagan, right? Clinton, of course, because of course he did. And it's socks. <laughs> if you don't remember socks, he's a very famous presidential cat. Um, I'm very sad to say that Rutherford B. Hayes did have a cat. However, he also had tons of dogs and other animals. So take it for... Teddy Roosevelt also had cats, but also had like 23 different kind of animals. And we know that he's just like a stealer of shit. So that's him. Um, George W. Bush, um, because also, of course, he had a cat whose name was India, a.k.a. Willie, which is like, I don't know how you got Willie from India, but that's also very much on brand. Like I'm from Texas, except for actually Massachusetts. So like checks out. But most importantly, most importantly amongst U.S. presidents, Lincoln was an avid cat lover. He had many cats, or many other animals, but he was an avid cat lover. He was known to frequently bring strays into the White House, and his two cats that he had um, were named Tabby and Dixie, which we could just really unpack that. Um, wow! Now yeah. I just want to also yeah. mention a few other um, leaders throughout history to um, you know make some points here. <laughs> so
3: Hitler, <laughs>
1: Hitler. The, the look on John's face is great as you guys, he's, yeah, frantically frantically,
3: frantically frantically doing research fr- for this. For I'm Tyler, not paying attention to interject. anything you're saying and trying well. to frantically read studies that, by the way, not looking good. All right, let's say
2: Hitler. Hitler hated cats. Hated cats. He also <laughs> had a dog, uh, a German Shepherd named Blondie, which checks out. Um, Mussolini also hated cats and had a fleet of Great Danes. Napoleon had a cat phobia and actually, like, he like took over some island and they like flooded that that people tried to resist, like, flooded it with rats to try to increase the cat population to try to freak him, freak him out. Um, Stalin had multiple dogs, yeah, but
1: to be but to be fair for Napoleon, he was he was short. He's closer to the ground, so it's scarier. It's, scar- it's to be like that. that cats close to bigger.
2: Cats. Yeah. That out. It's Stalin. Had multiple dogs. Kim Jong Il had many dogs. Also, eight dogs. So, you know, whatever. Genghis Khan hated cats. And then, just because it was interesting, Fidel Castro had a pet cow, and Pablo Escobar had a pet hippopotamus. So, there, there, there. We have. Um, now, I don't know if we want to fully derail. But, no, I don't want to fully derail this, John. I, you know, give you time to do your research and come back with your, uh, with your retort here.
3: Um, um, Mr. Speaker, point of order. That's
0: <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to hit my gavel, but I
3: don't <laughs> I have
0: a yes, Go uh, ahead.
3: I would like to reserve the balance of my time for further discussion.
1: <laughs> I think I think that's wise, given given that diatribe and the fact that Tyler just totally blindsided all of us.
2: But some very very fun
1: facts there. Very fun facts. Love the names, yeah, right? I know Buffins and, pit, buffins uh, and mittens. Wow. And mittens. Man, Remember, silent cow having a cat called tax reduction yeah. is Amazing. just the most spot on thing I've
3: ever fucking heard.
1: It's
3: like uh Mr. Speaker, point of order. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't really know what to say after that. Go ahead.
3: I would like to uh strike from the record my previous comment of this being a positive podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Oh my Fair gosh.
0: Fair enough. I, I think they got that on the record. Uh Wow. By they, I mean the uh, the recorder that is recording this session.
3: So, podcast over. <laughs> uh, yeah, podcast. We have anything else to talk about? We're we talking about. I'll see about? you
0: guys next week.
2: <laughs> to our that was just a little teaser. To part we'll be two about cats versus dogs. Who are the fascists? All right. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I call recess. I don't know. Point of order, Mr. Speaker. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess since, since John gave up the rest of his time, I'm going to say that we should move to an actual positive thing. Why don't, why don't we talk first about the Proud Boys leader in January 6th insurrection?
3: If we go there first? Uh, point of order. Uh, I reserve the balance of my time.
2: He's reserving the balance for, you know, a future retort. For, for future yeah. time.
1: I feel like this is turning into C-SPAN really quickly.
2: Yeah, which it should. We should. C-SPAN's
3: the best, man. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. We'll lose the few listeners that we have. (laughs) I have a shirt that literally says C-SPAN and chill. Oh, yeah. that's hot. That's how you're gonna find the one, John. Um, I no, I actually like can't wear it around very much either. Like every time I put it on, I'm like, oh, I can't wear this in public. God damn it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be fair, I we should actually talk about, but I didn't realize what Netflix and Chill referred to for a long time, and I used it in completely that phrase and like oh, completely no. inappropriate. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was bad. That makes you so old. I mean, I know. I mean, I figured it out, but it, but I used it a couple times before I, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think it was it. Well, it was I one of the didn't. leaders, Jeremy Bertino. It wasn't. It wasn't Enrique T- uh, Tario who was.
3: Yeah, Bertino. I think it was one of the sub leaders. Um, but importantly, uh, he was convicted of seditious conspiracy. Well, he, he pled guilty, huh? The, yeah, he pled
0: or He pled Bertino. guilty. First proud boy leader to plead guilty to seditious conspiracy. Yeah,
3: yeah. so that's big because you, seditious conspiracy is a, a group activity, right? Uh, right, which,
0: which and he's a, uh, a person of leadership, which means that uh, it shows in, intention and um,
3: coordination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean that's 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 big news in in the case uh, to save America. Um, so yeah. Ag- uh, this agreed. Is a, um, yeah. A big one to watch because if if you can get one per- you know, it's significant that he pled guilty and if you can do that, you can begin to build a case for other people. And if you you know are able to say, okay, well, there was a call uh, from the White House or to the White House fr- and there was an investigator that connected uh, or found a connected call from a cell phone um, at the uh, Capitol building. Connected to the White House switchboard, but they don't know what happened once it was connected. So if, for example, uh, that is a connected call from Mark Meadows' cell phone number to a member of the Proud Boys, oh boy, now Mark Meadows is maybe caught up in seditious conspiracy. And if uh, Mark Meadows is, then possibly Donald Trump is, which means the whole House of Cards comes. So yeah, uh, 100, 100%. That's yep. why this is so important and significant.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy could have dragged it on, pled not guilty, and they probably would have convicted him of it anyway. Well, maybe, maybe not. But, yeah, the fact that he pleaded guilty shows intent. Yeah, And, I mean, it, it's pretty clear for anybody who followed the uh, workings of the Proud Boys leading up to January 6th, and then the actual actions on that day, <laughs> that that's what they were trying to do. I mean... <laughs> But yeah. it's well, good and, to see that the justice system has gotten to this point.
3: During the debate, too, right. when Trump totally. was like, stand back and sta- stand by, they took that as a rallying cry, and you can see that in their online activity. Yeah. So you yeah. begin to see connections there yeah. if, if from public statements. It's in- right.
2: interesting if he'll – well, I don't know. What, what When you plead guilty, I guess – you, you haven't, what, you it's not like you're informing on other people, right? I guess you could still could to get your sentence down,
3: maybe? No, but it, it it's, I think it sets a precedent. So uh, mm-hmm. if you have somebody with all the same legal facts, there's two people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One, and they have all the same legal facts. Person A pleads right. guilty. It's right. much harder, I think, for person B to be like, I am not guilty. Like right. that adds evidence. Right, right,
2: right. Um, That'd be like, he's yeah. lying about being guilty, which would be weird.
3: Yeah, right. well, you can take it in,
1: probably be like... they probably floated some kind of lesser sentence in front of him for
2: pleading guilty. Oh, sure, yeah. for sure, right. for sure. That, um, typically, because that's usually be how, it how it works. Um, you want to be a first and, and mover
0: on t- that one? Cut him a deal. Yeah.
2: Um, moving right along with uh, good news, um, Biden administration is pardoning all uh, simple marijuana possession um, uh, people in jail for simple marijuana possession uh, in like federal, six, of course, six, federal. Yeah. yeah.
3: 6,700 yeah. people, am I making that number? It was something like that. Sounds
2: about right, yep. But,
1: you know, it uh, takes a significant burden off of people that had not violent offenses, yeah. right? That, like, can't get jobs, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Have problems registering to vote, yep. right? Have problems getting approved to live in apartment housing, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Like, that kind of shit. It helps clear the way that they can be more productive members of society for something that... Is now legal in a lot of states and is turning legal in a lot of other states.
2: And And people are uh, making bank off of of too. Totally. Totally. That's another one that I I hope they'll go the step further of when California um, pardoned everybody. uh, They also put in stuff like a program to help them get jobs in the marijuana industry. Mm. Um, Because it's like, wow, you were like criminalized and put in jail and lost all of this. And now it's a huge industry. So, like, that's ridiculous. And obviously, like, you should yeah. be able to take part yeah. in that.
1: <laughs> Throwing a bunch of African-Americans in jail for selling weed on the corner, it gets legal that a bunch of white people get rid. It's like, isn't Classic. that America? Yeah. In a nutshell. The like the story, of like, shit I um, yeah. <laughs> But what I was excited about the announcement today, not only because I, I think What we just talked about is really important, but I also like the fact that um, Biden is uh, directing the attorney general to review the class schedule of it and to take it off of a class one narcotic, which is... Super important, you know? yeah, because uh, it's not the same as heroin or fentanyl. Yeah. It's just not.
2: No, I'm not saying I've done dr- no. drugs, but I'm just saying that I don't think <laughs> marijuana is the same as those other intensity or whatever of those other things.
1: You, your voice got like more and more southern as you can,
2: <laughs> <laughs> which was which was kind of weird. The disguise, which was kind of, dis- yeah. just in case they're yeah. they're trying to read my voice. I don't know how the technology works these days. On a fiscal note,
0: because there's this piece of legislation that they've been working on to uh, legalize marijuana federally, and it says here that it would reduce prison costs and add billions in revenue, right? So I wonder if that reduction in prison costs is helping compel or uh, push this, this uh, pardon you know, well, maybe like, like tax how much, spending
2: federal dollars. Obviously, I wonder
0: how much money, yeah, goes into this. Um, yeah, like charging people for for these petty
2: marijuana.
3: I think drugs. this is where. Oh,
1: it's a big cost to the federal
0: government.
3: Yeah, and this is where like conservatives and liberals come together, where you have like liberals who are like this is a, a moral issue, and conservatives are like this is fiscally stupid. Yeah, and so that's one of the things that drives me absolutely bananas about. <clears throat> the war on drugs generally is we're taking these people and we're, taking them away from being productive citizens. And then we're forcing taxpayers to pay their room and board as they sit in miserable conditions being drains on society. So like everybody fucking loses. So if you take these nonviolent offenders and you're like, Hey, by the way, here's some assistance, go start a business. Now, all of a sudden you have a job creator. And in instead of somebody who's literally living off of taxpayers,
2: Yeah. it and, makes I too mean- much sense. There's been I mean there was probably there was like a lot that it, it, Reagan who said someone
3: no it was, was his,
2: his attorney general someone said like in the last few years they're like when well, we did the war on drugs like we we knew who that was targeting it was black people mm-hmm. like you know it's also yeah. A racist um,
1: yeah system, it you know, is also right. and, and, and and let's and let's be honest and let's be real about this there's a difference between these nonviolent first offenders yeah. that Biden pardoned. And the vast majority of other people that have marijuana charges in their criminal history, or were unfortunate—I um, um, would say—victims of the three-strike policy, because there's a lot of people that were unjustly imprisoned for long periods of time and are still are today under the three-strike policy put in place by Clinton in the '90s, right? And. Some of that was nonviolent offenders that just got caught with weed three times, right? But we're not talking about those people yeah, yeah. <laughs> with this pardon, yeah. right? So there's more work to be done in the space totally. for sure. Yeah. But it's a great first step, and I was pretty—I, I didn't even like—I didn't even hear any rumors that this might be on the table that he was
3: kind of milling yeah, it over. So I it was, came as quite the surprise today when I saw. All it. I had seen were like people on. Uh, twitter being like okay you did student debt do weed next do weed next free bird yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of shit and yeah. uh you know uh as we discussed in the slack it's uh pretty close to election time people are starting to vote pretty soon right registration That's dates important. are coming up and so uh really good time to get a push notification on your phone about hey weed
2: yeah. We love it. We <laughs> love it.
3: Um
2: is it time to transition to our one not fun topic of the day?
3: I think so. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Which is um, Hurricane Ian ripped through, you know, not long after it was Hurricane um, Fiona um, really devastated Puerto Rico. And this time Hurricane Ian coming, um, devastating Cuba, and then moving up the Western uh Coast, so the Gulf Coast of Florida, making it was in um, Fort uh, Fort Myers, right? Is where are at Fort Myers where it yep. landfall, and then crossed uh, the state as a tropical storm, and then hit um, Georgia and South, South, South Carolina. Carolina, right? Not, yeah, it really dissipated by time. Yeah, before.
3: yeah. We have our coaches' conference down in Naples. I'm interested to see uh, what it looks like this upcoming year so yeah yeah i
1: mean i i wasn't i wasn't part of the spicy take pod this last time but tyler brought up an important Mm. take about you know how hurricanes are gonna be changing and shifting as climate change changes Mm -hmm. and this is a perfect example about how extreme storm patterns are likely going to increase. It's it's a good visualization, right? If you don't remember Sandy a few years ago in New Jersey and New York, right, <laughs> or weren't connected to the news at the time, this is an important visualization about the potential of the worst aspects of climate change in the next – really now <laughs> until the end of the century. Um, but, you know, your heart goes out um, to – Over 140 people, I think now that they've confirmed have drowned in the state and just so many just loss of property and loss of infrastructure and all that, which is terrible. And, you know, um, (laughs) I don't want to get into the petty political bullshit because I don't find it funny anymore when it's like a gotcha moment. Mm -hmm. Right? When it's like Republicans and Democrats point fingers at each other, right? Or like people who are pundits go, oh, well, Marco Rubio voted against storm relief in New York. So now we should bury him for wanting to get storm relief in Florida. And it's like, no, we're all Americans. (laughs) I pay I pay federal taxes here because I want to support that kind of stuff, no matter where it happens
3: in the United States. We should give him the aid (laughs) and then the next time he blocks it, we should bury him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly.
3: <laughs> the next time, exactly. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, like you're saying, you know, Hurricane Sandy, I was just saying, that was, a, that was a Category 3. This made landfall as a Category 4, but it was only two miles an hour away from being Category end. 5. Yeah. yeah, so it was a high-end Category yeah. 4. So yep. just, like, that putting that in, in perspective. And, you know, it's one of those things that can be normalized for people. And, um, you know, some people didn't have the, the means and resources to be able to leave. Um, to evacuate, um, so they had to hunker down, and um, yeah, it's it's it was scary stuff, and you know it's going to be yeah years of recovery. And you know, I was talking with a friend last night actually who visited someone down in Louisiana, and you know, another thing that's involved this is like is the sea level rise that's going on, especially when these hurricanes come right, and they shift the sands and the you know they they shift what's going on, and you know, he he told me the story that. Um, He went to visit, it was like a school teacher of his, he went to visit her and um, the town that she lives in, depending on the tides and the time of year, now there are no, there's no road access, and so he had to get in a little like three seater plane, and dude had to la- like landed him on the main street of the town, and everybody was just waving like, "Hey, wow. Bill! Like, good to see you! Like, normal <laughs> fucking occurrence, yeah, That's normal wild. fucking occurrence, right?" And like, <laughs> he was like, "It was a different world down there, like you know, people are getting cut off, you know, people are just cut off, literally cut off from everything else. They can't leave these these areas sometimes, yeah. um, and so you know, it's gonna be interesting to see like. Once the floods recede, like what is the how's the landscape changed? You know, also and the lasting impacts of that, and more and more of that's just going to keep happening.
3: It's almost like the climate's
2: changing. It there's like impacts
3: of that. You know, I don't know. It's it's fucking here, man. Yeah, real talk. Yeah. Uh, Can I throw a fun stat at you guys? Sure. Yeah, please. In Gulf War One, I believe the United States lost twenty three tanks. Okay. Uh, this week over a 24 hour period, Russia lost 44. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Brutal. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Let's switch back to good news here. Fun that's stat. A, yeah. That's a great stat.
1: Yeah. I uh, uh, you know. I was, I was telling well, these guys before, but I'm about to take a bold stance.
3: Fuck. Putin. Whoa, wow.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I would argue that
0: there's nothing ever good about war or fun, but 100 yeah, in the
3: context of yeah. war, this is a fun topic. In the context this is of better, yeah. everything else, boo war. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Put it in the category because of what's
1: happening. Yeah, I like it. There, right? Yeah,
2: because yeah, we we don't we like it when fascists. Uh, is he a fascist? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Authoritarians, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we like it when they lose. Authoritarians, sure. like when they lose. Uh,
3: so yeah, yeah they're the Ukrainians have. Um, been on the offensive for the last uh, month, six weeks, I want to say. And it seems like it's been an incredibly well-executed operation. Uh, They continue to move um, out of Kyrsan, and it looks like Kharkiv is um, in play. Uh, I think they're pretty close to having the entire pocket uh, within artillery range. And so uh the and the US just sent another um supply package over there. So um it you know going into the winter it was incredibly important that Ukraine was able to show progress that they were quote unquote winning because it's going to get tough mm-hmm. when um, energy supplies get low and it gets really cold in Europe and people yeah. are like why the fuck is this happening and it's like well because freedom and yeah. shit. So it's yeah. important but if we went into the winter with Ukraine on their heels and it looking eh, then it's like maybe not worth it. But now we can say, Hey, look, the Ukrainians are going to be on the offensive in the spring. Uh, they're going to be regrouping with all the Western ammunition coming in. Um, the Russians are going to have these conscripts that are going to have almost no training uh, from From an army that's already been hollowed out, (laughs) yeah, don't want to go. So many people have left. Seven seven hundred thousand Russians have left the country. Um, It's Mm -hmm. it's not looking good for for. So the the thing that I'm you know like if we want to be a little concerned about something because there's a lot of good news. um, The 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 faster and more decisive the. Uh, conventional Ukrainian military does, the more likely Putin will feel desperate and use a nuclear weapon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm reading right now. Um,
1: Every silver lining has a touch of gray, right? John? Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Ameripod.
0: They're, <laughs> yep. They're just, they're just launching missiles into residential neighborhoods. And uh, yeah, they're just, you know, I, like if anything, it puts more pressure on the Ukrainians to push harder to clear out the military that they're, that's getting that they' that's firing on these residential areas. Yeah. They,
3: they seem to yeah. really have a well planned operation undergoing or underway, and I don't think we've seen the end of it yet. I you know, I think that they're hoping to I'll say this if I were them, I would want uh the the political statement at the end of this offensive to be we are in within striking distance in the spring of Crimea
1: right yeah. right yeah right. I, I I completely agree with you and it was it's actually great timing visually on a political stage to have this success be happening at the same time that you have Russia running these fake referendums oh, <laughs> yeah. to, to vote to vote for annexation yeah, right classic. It's like it's such it's such a stark um contrast to the idea that you know there's actually democratic processes going on in these areas and people right. actually want to be more part of russia and you're like no <laughs> you know they have yeah. to liberate a invading army yeah that's that's what's happening that's what ukraine is doing uh you know? and speaking and of soldiers
3: are doing um i don't know if you guys were aware of this little mini side controversy but fuck elon musk he oh my god i did to wade into this uh and support a peace deal that he decided over a joint, I'm sure. Yeah. And yeah. put a Twitter poll up and it started like this whole fucking conversation. Every Ukrainian on Twitter is dunking on his ass, rightfully. So yeah. shut the fuck up and stay to like blowing up Teslas or whatever you're doing right now. Yeah. But get out of this fucking lane. You are incredibly overmatched and not helpful right yeah. now well yeah the fuck outside away. outside
1: completely outside of your yeah. expertise in any way it's this like tech this billionaire
3: point. brain disease where they're like oh i got lucky and made yeah. a successful yeah, yeah, company yeah, yeah, yeah. so now my no, opinion I can do now on everything yeah, yeah. shut the fuck up
0: elon shut well up. i'm going to space only boosted elon you're out of your element you're out of your element,
1: Elon. You're out of your element, Elon, <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> well, get ready. The deal's back on. He's going to buy Twitter. I All know going to You're going to get Twitter, Twitter. Polit- political overlord no, they're gonna, Elon
3: Musk. He's going to turn it into parlor, parlor on fucking acid, and I'm going to have to delete it and just D- move on. Be the worst can you can you imagine a
1: worse end to like social media oh, no, than elon musk controlling global public policy by twitter poll it's it's
3: the, it we we live in i will say this a billion times we live in the worst timeline because it is both horrifying and so funny yeah it's so funny if it yeah. wasn't the did a good job us. setting up
2: that show, yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. It's so all these megalomaniacs, right? Like, and 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 I don't know, like I'm not, you know, I'm not like trained as a psychologist to know like how you really define that, but it's people who have at least delusions of grandeur, right? And yes. like, it's like, oh, I did, I did this thing, and that's such a problem in the tech world for sure, but also like, yeah, with Putin, right? And that's that's also a worry about the nuclear weapons. Is it at what point does he not care if he's famous or infamous? You know, and like if he can't get it by like you know, reuniting Russia and whatever that means in his mind. Maybe he can get it by completely shattering the world order by using nuclear weapons the and the fallout from that.
3: And one of the things that's concerning, you know, we, we say, okay, well, Putin, um, his, his position is starting to look weaker and weaker, right? Yeah. However, uh, it... It is important to ask the question, okay, well, where is that threat coming from? Right now, it's coming from his right, not his left. It's not like if there's a coup right now, the most likely scenario looks like fucking democracy. It looks like, yeah, drop all the nukes because Putin was too soft. Like, those are the guys who are coming for Putin right now. So, you know, there are, uh, in the history of Russia, It can always get worse. Yeah, it can yeah. fucking always get worse. <laughs>
1: that is a uh, it's a very astute reading yeah. um, <laughs> of history, but uh, it's it is pretty true. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, uh, in Russian, Russian history.
3: You know, <sighs> hopefully, we can get out of this. Um, and that being said, we should not be like negotiating with ourselves uh against dictators right like if putin uses a nuclear weapon we should end the russian conventional forces in ukraine as quickly as we can yeah it, it should
1: it, yeah i i i agree with you john it brings it to a level of warfare that is unacceptable yeah in the modern world um and something yeah. we can't it and it sets a dangerous precedent if it, it goes unchecked. If, if, if it gets to that point, it there's no way the United States doesn't act swiftly and seriously right. in response if that happens. Yeah. I just don't see any possibility you, that you uh, what,
0: what how would you even um how would we even react if
3: we if they- So the US air force destroys every Russian vehicle and personnel within Ukraine's borders? in days we just end it uh also i think that um cyber attacks on russian infrastructure would be in play i also think that um retaliation against uh russian naval assets would be in play like if i was the u.s i would first of all just end every russian in ukraine immediately with conventional forces Uh, While threatening massive nuclear retaliation, if there is any other nuclear uh, shenanigans. And then I would probably like, I think they have one aircraft carrier, that shit would be gone. Along with like that entire battle group is just like, no, dude, like you don't get a Navy anymore. And if you try anything else, we will fucking end you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so like realistically, we could technically invade Russia like
3: overnight. Well, it depends on like what invade means, right? So, like if we well, wanted,
0: we we would surround the borders and and crush all their military posts, and then
3: we would basically like there wouldn't be land forces involved, right? Yeah. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna occupy Moscow. Okay, so know? no land forces. We'd the well, shit out of it. Y- you might have like precision. We're not gonna have one hundred and fifty thousand troops in Russia. Um, no, no. We would. Have um, we would have a shitload of reinforcements head to Europe and our uh Pacific bases. He would activate mm. our our uh conventional land forces, but we wouldn't retaliate directly with conventional land forces. It would be uh, naval and air force and probably space yeah, um, and drone um, armies, right? right. Yeah. And it
1: and that and that would be the next, I think, level of step up aggression depending on what happened after because i think john's right the idea would be to push russia out of ukrainian territory and say enough that's it yeah. it's not happening and then see how they respond yeah. we don't we don't want to start bombing moscow yeah. right away because no. that leads yeah. to the type of very quick escalation yeah that leads to the type of mutually assured Ooh. destruction scenarios that are right and all over would be killing North. civilians yeah 100 yeah 100 yeah. yeah,
3: well, what we want to do is we want to de-escalate. And so to use a Russian term, we would escalate to de-escalate. Right. And so basically like if you get punched in the face, you come back and hit somebody with the in the face with the shovel and you're like, this will be so bad for you if you get up. Do not get up. Do like, you, that's the that's the that's the 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 game that's the theory. metaphor. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. De, de, yep. Depend. This would obviously depend on many factors, like including like who, like we were saying, who would fill the said power vacuum of Putin. But do you think it would be on the table to do some like Iran, like conscious sort of like sneaky, where it, CIA is helping basically some faction in Russia assassinate Putin and take power?
3: I mean, I could see it like we're, <laughs> who knows it's it's possible yeah. um, i mean unlikely but right. so possible. i think we can say this for sure which is russia russia's security assets and u.s security assets are both trying to destabilize each other's countries yeah uh this is something as old as time right yeah. in warfare um now how that shapes up kind of depends and so like do you have fucking Tom Clancy Naval or Navy Seal shit where they're like right, right, right. landing in Vladivostok and you know trying right. to probably not but like right. do you find a way to funnel funds through yeah. a million different sources right. to Russian dissonance yeah um yeah, right. you know that kind right. of stuff former so, soviet states yeah right uh, people are considered you know there's
1: anti-russian yeah operatives so, and yeah. yeah
3: i think destabilization knows, yeah. factors for sure which can have secondary effects in terms of the leader but i you know again uh long term those are much more long-term things than what we're looking at in terms yeah. of like
1: this i think short-term and
3: a lot of you what we Russia want war, is stability, right? Like if we have, let's let's say Putin's assassinated and then there's no clear yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. person to take over and Russia descends into civil war.
2: Yeah.
3: That's the largest nuclear power in the world. Yeah, we yeah. don't want that country descending into civil war. That's yeah. a nope. nightmare scenario for the world.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And so... We have a very strong incentive to, despite it being terrible, have stability in Russia and hope that it is able to correct itself through less revolutionary means, right? Right, right, right. Um, but that has to be balanced with things like, no, Vladimir, you do not get to use nuclear weapons under any circumstance whatsoever, and if you do, we will end your shit. Right.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah! Wow i i thought I thought we were gonna end on a positive. Ah, race. shit! We tried, this,
0: didn't we?
3: Yeah, we tried, and then we went into nuclear war because <laughs> it's 2022. <laughs> we got there. <laughs>
0: like I was saying, I don't know if there's anything uh, positive about
2: war. Yeah, there's well, gone. well, it's gonna be interesting to see um, if it, you know. What the situation is with the upcoming election, which listeners, we are going to talk about that in an upcoming pod, uh, the midterms here. But it's going to be in in the United States, by the way, back to the United States. Um, But it's interesting to see, like, you know, as you're saying, with the destabilization and obviously um, all of the uh, tactics that Russia has been using in past uh, elections. See if that those are in use or if they test anything, because it seems like this is this election is going to be these midterms are a testing ground and set up in many ways for 2024. Um, so, And
3: there will be dramatic cons- policy consequences for Ukraine. So if you're a person who cares about Ukraine, you should vote for people who also care about Ukraine. And as we remember, the first impeachment was about <laughs> holding up weapons yeah. to Ukraine so that they can fight. Russia, yeah. So uh, and to get dirt on a political opponent. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh, wait what? <laughs> and, uh, fucking fucking Donald little Trump. Trump Jr. came out the other day and was like, "We should send no more money to Ukraine until every person in, from Florida is put right." And it's like, "Hey, man, we can do two things at once." I think. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope.
2: Governments can only do one thing at once, John. They can only either build roads. <laughs> or go to war, but they can't do both. They can't do both. <laughs> both. You know what would allow <laughs> us to
3: do both? Raising taxes, especially on billionaires. Uh-oh. I would suggest that we raise taxes on billionaires at 100% of their income over a billion dollars. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Well, why I don't even know why I Trump's it. fighting it so hard. He doesn't even have a yeah, yeah, million yeah, dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. It's of it anymore. It's like <laughs> he's not a billionaire and we've said that since like 2016 on this podcast. That's right. That's yep. right. Um, Another hot take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a spicy take. Spicy At spice. that time, anyways, but it was like It was, yeah. People who are billionaires don't ask for that for money that frequently.
2: That's right. You know what? <laughs> this podcast, we're not, we're not in the um business of making predictions. We're just in the business of revealing facts. That's what we're about <laughs> here. <laughs> on a <Ameribod.
3: laughs> Godspeed everybody. back.
1: It's the only um, drug that's specifically listed at the Bronco Stadium currently that you're not allowed to bring in. They're like, no outside substances really? and no psilocybin. And you're just like, it's <laughs> so funny that they have to write that that's in really like, funny. <laughs> on top of That's it, really right? funny.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Because, because it's so, it's too. so, uh, that's
2: amazing. yeah, it was decriminalized
3: yeah. and now it's fucking I'm not up. sure Ooh. there's a more Colorado thing than
2: that. Yeah, it's
1: pretty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, dude.
3: It's like don't bring your psilocybin <laughs> into the football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I would like,
0: that just seeing that on a sign yeah, is kind of funny. funny, you know.
3: You, you know that like word, that right? happened eight times, and the lawyers were like, "You you have to put this yeah 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 specifically yeah, 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 yeah. on the fucking <laughs> sign." <laughs> God, that is so funny. There were meetings. There were like hundreds. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Of dollars oh, yeah. There was a board. Yep.
0: There was a board that decided. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's. There Up and like down the corporate ladder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. invoices having to do with <laughs> yeah. fucking. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Lawyers are laughing. They're like, yeah, we'll do another hour with you guys as you discuss it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, but we're happy to hey, it's, enjoy cool. this one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: New case law, so let's go, baby.
1: it is. <laughs> <laughs>